Welcome to the Generation Arrow podcast. Generation Arrow provides wisdom and instruction for raising children to fulfill their God-given purpose. And now here's our host, author, teacher, and leader mom, Keely Schaefer. Welcome back to the Generation Arrow podcast. Guys, I am so excited about this podcast. I mean, it is really picking up. And it's because you've been so faithful to listen and share. And and believe me, I, I do ask the Lord what he wants me to share. And it just seems to be resonating with parents all around the world. You know, we even have listeners in France, Germany, Australia. I mean, that is so cool, and it just goes to show you the power of technology and how God can use it to amplify a message to the people that he wants to hear it, and and if you are from, well, uh, the United States, any country, hey, go to generationarrow.life, and there's a contact us uh, area, and I'd love to hear from you. Where are you listening from? But on today's episode, we're going to talk about a very important subject, and that is depression and anxiety, and how these things have stealthily crept into so many of our young people's lives. And if you want to talk about a world epidemic, uh, this is it. Uh, But there's going to be things that we can do as parents to help our kids combat uh, depression and anxiety. And I'm going to equip you today with some amazing tools that uh, I have proven out for myself just with my kids and then also just in ministry with talking to folks uh, who have been going with things like that. So you're definitely going to want to keep listening. But before I get into that, I just want to thank God for everything that God is doing Uh, in this podcast. You know, it is a very important part of our vision uh, for Generation Arrow, but Generation Arrow is so much more than just a podcast. Uh, It is a nonprofit that my husband, Kevin, and I formed with the mission to provide wisdom and instruction for raising children to fulfill their God-given purpose. And uh, if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you're going to read the benefits of inspirational scriptures, quotes, videos and photos uh, that center around godly parenting. There's going to be a lot of valuable content there, and we don't want you to miss out on it. So I'd love to hear from you, and I'll make sure to put all that information in the show notes so you can go and, and follow us after the show. Now, if you do follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you would have seen my post uh, that I made with a few pictures from one of the church camps in the area. And, you know, this is the season. Uh, there's so many kids going off to camp and reports from parents about what all God is doing on the hearts of, of their young people. And... uh I was speaking to one of my friends about one of the church camps uh, that her granddaughter went to, and she said that she had a friend who actually volunteered at that camp, and she mentioned that one night that they had this altar call uh, where it was for students who were suffering from depression and anxiety. And do you know how many students went up? Almost half the camp went up. Now, we're talking about hundreds of students here. Family, this is not good. 
depression and anxiety has become a prevalent problem with our young people. And, and when those negative emotions, when they're just allowed to, to run rampant, it can lead to suicidal thoughts or, or even possibly suicide. I read this alarming um, statistic. It said, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the rate of suicide among people ages 10 to 24, it, it increased nearly 60% between 2007 and 2018, and it is now the second leading cause of death for 10 to 24-year-olds. That is not right. This has become so prevalent, and uh, you know, suicide has become almost like a viable option when things get rough, and it's alarming. And as parents, we can't turn a blind eye to this, especially when it comes to our kids. 1 Peter 5.8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The devil is on the prowl, and he wants to overtake our kids in this area. But guess what? This verse says he's looking for whom he may devour. It doesn't say that he can devour everybody, right? He's looking for whom he may. So that means there's certain people who are easier prey than others, and he's looking for open doors, someone who's weak. But you know what? That doesn't have to be your kids because you're going to do what this scripture says. It says you're going to be sober. Now, what does sober actually mean here in the Bible? It means calm, to be calm and collected, to have good sense, good judgment, good wisdom, and to be level-headed in times of stress. And to me, it means whatever the circumstances, no matter how bad things may seem, keep your head together. Don't flip out. And it also says to be vigilant. And I like this word because it means to be keenly watchful, to detect danger, to be ever awake and alert, sleeplessly watchful. That is a powerful word. And what two great instructions for being on the lookout for the enemy's tactics concerning our kids. Keep calm and stay alert. Don't let your guard down for one moment. And that's our job as parents. You've got to make up your mind that it doesn't matter what, what's happening anywhere else. As far as your family's concerned, destruction will not overtake you or your kids in Jesus' name. Yep, there are the, the facts are uh, that depression and anxiety, that it has almost become a mental standard for so many people, especially our young generation. But we're not even going to toy with it in our families. We're not going to flirt with it. We don't want, uh, want just a little bit of it. No, we are not going to stand for any of it. 
And I'm going to give you some hope today. And there is plenty of it to go around. And I've got so much to share on this subject of depression and anxiety that this is going to be a two-part series. And I'm just, I'm not going to be able to fit it into all uh, uh, just one show. But today's message, what I'm going to share with you, it may seem very simple, and it's not rocket science, but what I'm going to share is very important to start breaking down the walls to get to the heart of what's going on in your child. And if you put them into practice, you will begin to see progress. Now, I just want to give you a disclaimer. I'm not a licensed counselor or anything like that. But again, I have been in ministry for many, many years and have had the opportunity to share with many people uh, who have been, who have gone through depression and anxiety. So these are some of the things that uh, I've done over the years where people have walked free uh, from depression and anxiety. So the first step in all of this is I want you to listen to God. (laughs) Listen to God. Listen to those nudgings. Something just doesn't feel right about my son. Something doesn't feel right about my daughter. I I feel like they're gradually drawing away. I I feel like they're they're distancing themselves. They don't seem quite as focused. They're 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 feeling isolated. But you know, depression and anxiety it it, it kind of just kind of creeps in, and it, and it just it doesn't happen just out of the clear clear blue sky. And God will warn us, but we've got to be open to listening. In John 10, 27, it says, My own sheep will hear my voice, and I know each one, and they will follow me. If you are a born-again believer, if you have uh, made Jesus your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit of God on the inside of you is going to whisper uh, direction and, and, and warning in your ear about your children. So I want you to be listening. Be on guard. Be watchful. Be listening. And then whenever you feel like maybe something's up, I want you to immediately start praying, okay? Before you even try to come in there and start fixing. I want, when you get that nudge, I want you to immediately pray. And we talked about this in episode two, my the greatest prayer that you could ever pray for your kids. Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. I want you to pray, Lord, give my child a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that they may know you better Flood the eyes of their heart right now, God, with your light and with your truth. May they know the hope to which you've called them. And if your child is suffering from depression or anxiety, somewhere along the way, they have given way to lies. So you need to be praying right now that they're going to see the truth about what God says uh, about who God says that they are and that they're going to see it and that the light of God and his truth would shine in dark places that may be trying to overtake them right now. So you want to be praying for your kids. 
Now, the third step is we need to talk with our children. That, (laughs) it may seem pretty simple, but uh, I've had teens, I've had middle schoolers, and, and those are usually the ages where it's quite interesting sometimes to have conversations. Uh, it may seem like they want to close up and, and it's just easier, you know, for us as parents to not press in to, uh, to get them to talk. But I want to tell you, do not let your kids go to their room after school and stay there all night long with their devices just lost in the vortex of social media, texting people. As far as I'm concerned, this is where things start to go awry. And there's a whole, <laughs> we could go on and on about that. And, and one day we'll, we will, we'll break into to some of that too. But that is, that is something we, we definitely don't want our kids upstairs or, or in their room all alone with their device all night long. Now, if you're only having conversations with your kids, like, uh, come downstairs and eat, or, hey, let's go, we're, we're running late, did you do your homework, or, hey, why'd you forget to take out the trash? Well, if that's all your conversations are that you're having with your child, we've got a problem. And that's not talking, that's directing and you've got to begin talking again with your kids and, and, and not make it totally weird to discuss meaningful things with your kids. You know, I really do think that our kids, especially teens, do want to talk to us. But the problem is when they want to talk, it's usually not the time when we want to talk. And you know what the, one, what the number one time is that they want to talk? when we're going to bed. I can't tell you how many times I'm snuggled down in bed, just about to turn my lamp off, and in walks one of my kids, maybe from getting in from an outing, or they just came downstairs for a snack, and they just happen to come by my room, and they just start chatting away. And you know, my flesh would just instantly want to rise up and say, hey, can't you see that I'm in bed? I'm tired, buddy. Go on. But no, <laughs> I, I soon learned that if they were talking, that that was a time to stay engaged. I mean, take advantage of it. It is pure gold. Now, at first, they may start talking about surface things, but if you stay engaged, you'll be surprised what they'll share. And I've had all three of my kids at once just laying on top of my bed, sharing about their dreams, uh, their relationships, their relationship with the Lord, you name it. We've talked about it all. Now, another great place to have a conversation is in the car. And it, don't <laughs> don't discount those drives to the grocery store or those drives home from uh, sports practice. Uh, don't zone out uh, during that time because you'll be surprised whenever you're not face-to-face. It feels very non-confrontational. You're just kind of looking straight ahead, and you'd be surprised how much your kids will open up. So most of your great conversations, they're not going to take place at a kitchen table, staring each other, you know, face to face. And it, 
face, yeah, face to face. I know it for a fact. And when they finally open up and they start talking, I want you to listen to what they're feeling. Don't cut them off during the conversation or demean their feelings. You know, don't minimize what they feel is their problem. Just remember, your kids are kids. They're, they may be older kids and teens, but no matter what, they have a different perspective than we do because they haven't lived as much life. And uh, we know, hey, they're going to get beyond this, but at, at that moment in time, it feels like the end of the world to them. And when you're, when you are listening, that's not the time to cut them off and then start uh, telling them what they need to do. No, just listen. Some of these things they've had pinned up inside for a long time and just let them get it out. And remember, don't flip out when you're hearing it. Don't be afraid. Don't start crying and losing control. This is not the time. Be calm. (laughs) We just don't want to give way to fear and start saying things that aren't helpful. Just let them talk, hear them out. And then when you're hearing it, just say, uh, validate them and say, hey, I get it. I hear you. Or, you know, I understand this, this is really upsetting to you. And you know what that's called? Empathy. That's, that's putting yourself in their shoes. And again, that doesn't mean that you agree with their thought process or what they're saying, but you're just showing them that you understand what they're saying and that this is going to open up their hearts further. They're not going to clam up. Now, the very next thing is, it's and it's <laughs> super duper important. When you feel it's time and they finish what they're saying, I want you to ask them, what are you afraid could happen if this continues. Or you could say something like, is there anything that 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 scares you about how you're feeling? And, and this is key. And I found in my conversations with people who are dealing with depression or anxiety that uh, I found that if you can get to the bottom of what they're really afraid of, then you have something that you can work with. You you pretty much know what you're dealing with. And in my experience, fear, the fear of something is usually the primary root of most depression and, and, and anxiety. And, and once you know what they're afraid of, then you can get to work on finding scriptures, how to pray, um, and you can work together with your child with uh on this, you can find those scriptures from the Bible that, that would help combat whatever they're feeling, like hopelessness, lack, loneliness, uh, worthlessness, and and you break those scriptures down line by line. You show your child how to pray them, how to stand on them, how to confess them, how to apply them in their lives to begin healing, restoration, and freedom from all fear. Now I'm going to give you scriptures and more details on how to do this on the next episode, but let me give you an example. Isaiah 26, three, it says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So it's talking about God here. God will keep us in perfect peace when our minds are stayed on him because we trust in him. 
That's really what that means in a personal way. So this is an excellent scripture because it promises perfect peace to us. But it says that peace only comes if our mind is stayed on him. So that's our choice, right? That's something that we have to do. We have to choose to keep our mind focused on the Lord and and trust in him. And you know what? Our minds, they're really something that I kind of look at it like, it, um, you know, they can be a runaway horse. <laughs> Just think about a, a runaway horse who broke through free. And if we just allow them freedom to roam and, and to run, uh, you know, that's out of control. But if we we yank the reins of that horse, and that's kind of like the power by the power of the Holy Spirit within us, we can we can actually do that and talk to our minds in this way and say, no mind, <laughs> you can't do whatever you want. You can't think whatever you want. You can't just take me on any destructive path that you want. You will focus on Jesus. You will put your trust in the Lord. That's how you keep your mind stayed on Jesus. That's how you keep in perfect peace. You just continually, when those when those negative thoughts come, you say, no mind, you will keep your, you will keep focused on Jesus. That is a very practical way to break down a scripture like that. And and you're going to find out as these podcasts continues, we're going to talk a lot about speaking and speaking directly to our bodies and our minds and and negative circumstances. And that is not weird. It's actually what we're commanded to do by Jesus himself. We have some very powerful authority that Jesus has given us by using his name. So we're going to keep on keeping on in that area. But before we go, guys, I, I want to mention that if if your child has progressed so far where you feel like maybe they could harm themselves or that they've had some type of serious trauma or abuse, I would take them to a professional counselor. You know, if, if it were my child, I would pick a faith-based counselor. But, you know, there are uh, certain things um, like serotonin, which is a chemical in your brain that mod- monitors your mood and emotions. And, and really, if it's too low, there are certain medications that can be administered to help get those levels back up to where they need to be. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into my story of how I dealt with depression and uh, anxiety uh, years ago, but I did take a medication temporarily to help me, and it and it really did. Uh, I don't personally think God is hindered by a medication like that. Um, I, again, it was a temporary thing to kind of help me get back on track. Um, and if it helps you from harming yourself and starts you to a road of healing, I think it's probably a good thing. But again, that's my opinion. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a doctor. You've got to follow your heart on that. But I have added a few more tools today to your toolbox. So, and I want you to please start talking more to your kids 
It's going to make a world of difference. And I believe God is going to guide you every step of the way. If they are dealing with depression and anxiety, and if they're not, thank, thank the Lord. But even if you put these steps in place where there's a constant flow of communication, of listening, of validation, you know, you are going to help uh, combat a lot of this stuff before it would even even creep into their lives. So don't forget our next episode, we will dive deeper into this topic and I'm going to share additional resources for your child to walk free from depression and anxiety. So let me pray for you. Father God, there is no time or distance when we pray. Whenever my dear friends are listening to this podcast, you are there. If their children have been struggling with depression and anxiety or even suicidal thoughts, God, I ask you to calm their hearts and their minds. I curse the spirit of fear and I ask you, God, uh, for your peace to infiltrate their very being. Give them great discernment and wisdom when it comes to their children. Warn them of any plots or strategies that the enemy would try to carry out against their kids. May they be vigilant and bold to stand strong in Jesus' name. And I declare that any weapon formed against their children shall not prosper. Give them divine opportunities to talk with their kids. And may their children's hearts be open to healing and wholeness, forever free from anxiety and depression. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, start implementing what we talked about today. I've given you some practical steps on how to begin breaking those walls of depression and anxiety down in your kids. Until next time, be abundantly blessed and may our arrows be mighty on the earth. We hope this podcast has enriched your life and given you some valuable resources on raising your children. For more information about Generation Arrow, visit our website at generationarrow.life. That's generationarrow.life. And may our arrows be mighty on the earth.